your hands together tonight.
where we get to celebrate making new and making great moments. This is baptism night. Oh, come on, guys. Don't tell me we're the only ones excited about baptism. This is baptism night. This is a moment where we get to celebrate what God's done in people's lives. So we're about to see people get baptized in these moments to just celebrate. So when you see them go in, just lift up a shout. Enjoy what's about to happen. This is a great moment that we're experiencing. Throughout this time, if you want to take a seat or you want to continue worshiping, standing up, do that. But let's celebrate together what God's doing in people's lives. God bless you.
His heart I'm tethered to Every step I collide with you tonight I'm reminded of that woman with an issue of blood that was trying to get close to Jesus remember that in the Bible she was trying to go through the crowd facing obstacle after obstacle and she said if I can just only touch his garment I know that I will be healed completely well you fought traffic tonight to get here and so tonight, we're going to encounter the presence of the Lord in a mighty way. How many believe that tonight? That is why we came tonight. So for just a moment, if you're comfortable tonight, would you lift up your hands towards the heavens for just a moment? Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place.
And we thank you, God, for the work that you are doing in this place. As lives are being made new from death to life, God, we thank you, Lord, for that tonight. And with that, God, we celebrate all that you are doing in our, in our midst tonight, God. And tonight, God, is about you. We love you, Holy Spirit. your breath in our lives. We pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lives. So we pour out our praise to only. It's your breath in our lives. So we pour out our praise, pour out it's your breath in our lives. So we pour out our praise to you only. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Come on, we're still gonna sing it out. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. tonight. He inhabits the praises of his people. Come on, lift up your voice, your song to the Lord in this place. Oh God, we worship you, Lord. We honor you. 
He never changes.
thank you that through you we can have a making new moment and that because of you we can have a making great moment meet us in this place tonight change us make us more like you in the name of Jesus and if you believe that tonight say amen well God is in this place and we're excited that you are here if you could would you turn to the person sitting next to you greet them with a smile and then you may be seated Well, again, thank you so much for being with us tonight. I want to welcome our online audience. Thank you so much for worshiping with us this evening. What an incredible service, celebrating, making new, and making great moments. Amen? Amen. Well, if today happens to be your very first time and you're here in this room, I want to invite you to do something. This Connect card that I'm holding can be found in the seat back in front of you. If you take a moment and fill this out, you can do one of two things with it. Once it's filled out, you can drop it in the offering bucket as it goes by. Or what I would love for you to do is I'd love to meet you over at our Connection Center. Our Connection Center is located in our main lobby. It's a red kiosk in the corner. I'll be there as well as some of my team. We have a gift for, for you just for joining us today. But most of all, we want to find out ways that we can serve you and your family. So come on over to our Connection Center. I look forward to meeting you there. We're going to talk about a lot of opportunities here at Westover Hills. And one that's coming up is coming up this weekend. Opportunity for us to give. One of our core values here is a bigger heaven is a better heaven. And we truly believe that. So we do that by giving to missions. And this weekend, we are giving to One Day to Feed the World. Now, last year, we gave $94,000 to One Day to Feed the World. What does that equal to? That equals to 816 kids that are being fed every day this entire year out of Westover Hills. Could you say amen to that? Praise God for that. Hallelujah. And so this year we, we want to exceed that. We want to see so many kids not only come to know Jesus, but that they would be fed every single day in areas where they're not able to do that. In areas where their mom and dad aren't able to provide those meals. We want to be able to do that. So that's this weekend, the fourth and fifth. Come ready to give one day to feed the world. One day's wage is going to change someone's life for the better. I'm going to ask our ushers to make their way forward. We're going to prepare to receive the Lord's tithe and offering this, this evening. This is a moment where we continue to celebrate. We continue to worship God. This is a moment where we thank God for what he's already blessed us with. So if you're giving cash or check, would you place that in a giving envelope? If you're doing text to give, which is a great way and convenient way to give, the number's on the screen. You can also give in one of our kiosks in the lobby or online. But let's ask the Lord to bless this offering, that it would go to further his kingdom. Father, we love you so much, God. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings that you've already bestowed upon us. And we just give back to you what's rightfully yours. Lord, whether we're giving our tithe or giving to the building fund, we're giving to missions tonight, whatever it might be, Lord, I pray that you would bless it. Bless the giver and bless those that are going to receive from it. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. God bless you as you give. Well, good evening, Westover, and the Lord bless you. Well, let's do that again. Good evening, Westover, and the Lord bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us this evening. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to invite you to go to Psalm chapter 67. Psalm chapter 67. And for a few moments tonight, we're going to talk about worship. I want to, I want to deposit this thought in our hearts. I want to I invite you to a life of praise. 
Praise will transform our life. Praise will transform our life. Now, the verses are not on the Westover app or on the screen. Uh, we didn't know how much time was going to be a lot here after water baptism, but uh, now that we have time and I see what we have, we're going to get into Psalm chapter 67. In fact, we're going to look at the entire chapter, and I want to talk to you again about praise. And at the end of this moment, at the end of this message, I'm going to invite us, I'm going to invite us to express our praise unto the Lord. Now, some of us, some of us were, were kind of sideline fringe praisers. I mean, almost a little bit. We, we, mo we mostly kind of soak in somebody else's praise. But I'm going to invite you to, to become a praiser yourself. In Psalm chapter 67, if you have it in your Bible or in your Bible app, go ahead and turn it on. I like a print Bible. I have my print Bible with me. Psalm 67. There's, there is some wording here after the chapter number. It says, For the director of music with stringed instrument, a psalm, a song. Often in the book of Psalms, you'll see this wording, kind of smaller print, right after the chapter, right before the verse, first verse. That's called a superscription. It's giving us a little bit of information. Often, because these are songs, it's telling you how the song is to be played. It is telling you, for those who are in the music field, you understand that. It's to tell you the instrument to play with it. It was, it was giving them in, an indication of kind of the mood of this. There are seven verses here. And in just a moment, we're going to read the seven verses and see what they speak to us. And the whole subject is on praise. I want you to gear up in your mind. The whole subject is on praise. But there's something unique about this chapter. It happens a couple times in the book of Psalms. In the Hebrew text, the Old Testament written in the Hebrew, the New Testament written in the Greek, and the Hebrew text, which is the original language of the Old Testament, what is striking to me, while we have seven verses in the English Bible, in the Hebrew Bible, there are eight verses. You say, Pastor, how can we have eight when it has seven? It's the same verses. But what is interesting is the chapter begins in the Hebrew, numbering this chapter verse by verse. It starts with verse number two. In the Hebrew text, there is not a verse number one. You say, well, wait a minute. I, they probably lost it. It was misplaced or or, or, or the guy just numbered it wrong. No, it happens a couple times in the, in the book of Psalms. And it's, I want to suggest it's intentional. What would the intended reason be? Well, somebody say, well, maybe he left room and he was going to come back and add something later and never did do it. And he didn't want to take time and rewrite that. That is so, that is so against what they would do in Scripture. There, there was to be no mistake no mistake in fact do you know that it, even in the writing on the manuscript on the parchment they could not make one mistake writing the name of God with with the with the uh, pen and the ink because if you even if you even shape the letters wrong 
They were afraid that was taking the name of the Lord in vain. They wouldn't do it. So there was such care taken. Such care taken when they would write Scripture. But here in this text, here in the text in the Hebrew, it's like a blank spot that's placed and there is no verse number one. We start with verse number one. But our verse number one is actually in the Hebrew verse number two. So why is that? Why is that? Again, I suggest everything in Jewish culture has a message to it. Everything in Jewish culture has a message to it. I want to suggest to us that it is saying as you move into worship, as you move into worship, all the worship cannot come for you out of what's in this song. You need to have a personal word yourself. All the worship we have cannot be on words on a screen that we sing here. If you just go through a service and all you do is repeat the words on the center screen, can I tell you, you're missing a part of worship that God has for every one of us. There's always a place, God has a place intentional where our own heart expression must come out, where we must offer unto the Lord something fresh from our spirit. Do you have a personal word? Or do you just repeat songs? Are you, are you just a vocalist in the worship service? Or are you a psalmist? And, and did you notice, did you notice in the superscription it had said two things? It's a psalm or a song? Let me ask you. It is a psalm is a song of the Lord. A song is just a song. Do you just have a song or do you have a psalm? Do you have a psalm? Do you have a a psalm as one the Lord has given us? Has God given you a psalm? Has God given you a song? Has God birthed worship in your spirit? Is there something inside your spirit that's alive for worship? I, I wonder if that's exactly what the scripture is telling us here. Moreover, If you look at the chapter in your print Bible, and I'm sure it's this way in your electronic Bible, you're going to see that there's some spaces given in the chapter. Notice between verse number 2 and verse number 3, it's like they they, they put uh, an extra interspace and kind of put a blank space, almost like there could be another sentence right there. Do you see that? And then go down between verse number 5 and verse number 6. Look in your text. It's like there's a little bit of space there, like there could have been a, a break there. Why is that? Because in the Hebrew text, in the Hebrew text, there's two Hebrew words there. They're, it's called silah. Sometimes you actually see them in Scripture. Silah. What is it? It's a musical notation. It tells you something about that. And some scholars believe it's like, it's like a, uh, an exclamation mark. Some scholars believe it's like saying in the New Testament, Amen! It, it's a moment. It's a moment that's saying, Listen to what you're saying. Don't rush through praise. Don't hurry yourself through praise. Don't don't rush through it and just get it out of your way. Don't don't, don't make it trite. Do you know that every every Jewish synagogue, there are always steps going up in in a Jewish synagogue. When you go to ancient Israel, yes, there are steps going up to it. Because you always go up to the house of God. You never walk down to the house of God. You go up to the house of God. You go to a higher level. 
And in the steps going up to the synagogue in, in ancient Israel, they would always build two or three steps, and then they would have an elongated step here, an elongated step. Uh, and then the steps would start again. And then there would be an elongated step, and the steps would start again. Why is that? Because you do not rush into the presence of God. You need time. You need the space to pause and prepare your heart. Twice in the chapter, there are, the, there are pauses that are deposited here. And it's saying, take time. Take time in your worship. You need to take time. You need to, you need to personalize this. You need to personalize this. And I'm going to ask you, do you have a verse number one? Do you have a verse number one? It's, it's like going to Hallmark card and, and buying a, a, a card for your spouse or your sweetheart and Valentine's Day or whatever the case may be, a birthday. You know, you go to the card. You ever look for the card that just says everything? And you, you go through there and you get the cards and if it really says what you want, you underline. This is what I would have said if, if I was going to say it to you and they underline. You know what I'm talking about? You ever do that? Yeah, uh, you do that. But sometimes you can just get a blank card. Have you ever just got a blank card? Have you ever just bought a blank card at, 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 the, at the card shop down at Walgreens or, or H-E-B and it says nothing and you have to sit down and write it? And you, there's so much you feel, but you sit down and write it and you get the ink pen and then all of a sudden you're trying to find the words to write it. You know what I'm talking about? You know, I... Uh, you know, roses are red, violets are blue. You know, you're trying to find something. <laughs> you're trying to find to put something in there. Sometimes I wonder if that's where we're at. I wonder sometimes if, if God's just saying, I'm going to give a space for you. Create a verse number one. Create a verse number one. Go from having a song to having a psalm. Go from having a song to having a psalm having something special and fresh in your spirit. Okay, with that in mind, let's go to the text. We're going to start reading verse number one. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. That's a, that's a blessing that's often given to people at a church or, or given at a moment. It's just, it's, it's speaking a blessing. May, may, may the, the God be gracious to you and make his face shine upon you. So that your ways may be known on the earth. Your salvation among all the nations. Verse number 3. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the people praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy. For the rule of the peoples, with e- for, for you rule the people with equity. And guide the nations of the earth. May the people praise you, God. May all the people praise you. Are you getting the emphasis of what verse number 1 through 5 is? Well, what's the reoccurring word through there? Praise. May you praise the Lord. May you praise. Stop and pause on this. Are you praising God? Do you have a verse number 1? Is, is, is praise personal in your life? Is there something special in your heart? And then we go to verse number 6. Now, Now, some versions have it. I'm reading from the NIV, and the NIV really has a word missing, okay? It's not the best translation in the NIV, but some other versions have it. Let's look at verse number 6. It says in verse number 6, The lands yield its harvest to God, our God, and blesses us. That's not 
the best way that should that verse should should start off instead of the word the it should say then t-h-e-n t-h-e-n the hebrew actually has the idea of then what is it saying follow me when we praise god one through five when we worship god when there's genuine praise in our life then then god is saying then the lands will yield its harvest god will bless us our god will bless us may god bless us still so that the ends of the earth may fear him what is god saying god is telling us here if you will open up your heart to him he'll open his heavens up to you that's what he's teaching us if we will open up our hearts to god in praise God saying, he'll open up his heavens to us. When we praise God, when we worship him, when it's genuine, when it's from our heart, when our heart extols the Lord, when that happens, here's what God is saying, then, then, I will open up my heavens to you. Then, then, the land will yield its harvest. Do you know what their main economy was at that time? It was was farming. It was farming. That was their main economy. And what is God saying? God is saying, if you'll open up your heart to Him, He'll open up His heavens to you. What does that mean? That means if you'll worship God, when you go to work, instead of listening to talk radio and and everything else that's going on, you know what God says? I'll make those 60,000-mile warranty tires go 70,000 miles. That's what God is saying. Instead of getting 19 miles to the gallon on your gas, you're going to get 22 miles to the gallon. Then, when you worship me, then, then the earth will yield its harvest. You know what will happen? God said in every area, in every area of your life, I will bless you. What is the qualification for being blessed of God? The Bible tells us right here, we need to be a worshiper. We need to be people that praise the Lord. We need to be people that celebrate. And the then of verse number six, then will God bless your job. Then will God help you. Then will God promote you. Then will God make things work. Then will God assign blessing to your family. Then will God bless your home. Then will God bless your marriage. Then will God bless your kids. Then it will happen. When? When we worship Him. There's something about praise that unlocks God's blessings into our life. Praise unlocks God's blessings into into our life. And you know what we do? We complain. We complain. You know what complain is? Complain is is almost to the almost to the effect of of worshiping uh, the acts of Satan in our life. You know, this goes wrong, this goes wrong, this goes wrong. And guess what? We get on the bandwagon of complaining. That's exactly what Satan wants us to do. You see, complaining shuts down my worship. It closes my heart off to God's presence because it makes the moment and it makes, it makes my feelings rule. It, it, it puts my feelings and my emotions in control of my spirit. And God's saying, don't let, your, don't let your emotions and your circumstances control your spirit. Begin to worship Him. Begin to praise Him. And then what will happen? God says, and I will bless you. I will prosper you. Verse number six, interesting. Can I give you one more little insight from the, from the original language here? 
And I'm, not, I'm not trying to complicate it. Let, let me unpack verse number six. Verse number six is the only verse in this chapter that has a past tense verb. Verse number five and following, it's saying, it's saying, we will praise you. It's, it's future tense. It's a prayerful thing. If you will do this, if you begin to do this, if you begin to act out this, and then all of a sudden something happens in verse number six. It says, and then, then, let me kind of read it as it is in Hebrew, and then God has blessed you. Wait a minute. Well, wait, wait a minute. I'm worshiping God in order to get him to bless me. But verse number six says, and then God has blessed me. Help me understand that. Help me understand that. Uh, my grandkids will come over sometimes. Do you know little kids? You've ever seen kids mix up the tenses of their words? You know what I'm saying? Uh, my granddaughter the other day, she came over and she said, uh, Papa, I've already eaten. No, but no, sweetheart, you ate. Yeah, that's what I said, Papa. I already eat it. No, baby. Eat is what you do now. Ate is what you did. So we're we're giving her this grammar lesson right then, okay? And 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 the worst thing is when they do that, and 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 Denise will correct them. I say, no, it's all right, and I'll get on the other side, and we'll go back and forth, and I and Denise will finally say, you hush up. You're gonna have these kids all confused, okay? But here's what he said. The writer is not confused. We're confused. What is he saying? He's saying when you praise him, when you praise the Lord, the seed that's already in the ground, when you begin to praise him, it's like it automatically, then, then it has began to grow. Then the harvest begins to have, it has already. Almost like as you do it, God retroactively blesses you. God retroactively comes back. And the things that you gave up on and I gave up on and prayers we said God did not answer and things that didn't come through and and resumes we sent out and we gave up on and said there's no use trying and I walked away from this and I thought the door closed here. God says, worship me and guess what? I can go back and I can retroactively bring that to pass in your life I can retroactively bring all of that current in your life what activates that for you see praise unlocks God's blessings every one of us there's blessing locked up there's blessing God meant to give us but guess what it's locked up because we're looking at it in doubt insecurity fear frustration God is saying, unlock it. How do you unlock it? You unlock it in praise. And not only that, you know what praise does for us? Praise connects us to a greater purpose. Praise connects you and I to a greater purpose. You see verse number, verse number seven? Yes, that's, that's worth reading. Verse number seven. He's telling us, if we'll praise him, then then God will bless, God will pour out, then God will do something. Verse number seven, God will bless us still so that there's purpose now. So that there's a reason God wants us to worship. So that there's a reason God wants us to be people of praise. So that, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. That's what God's saying. You know, Right now, 
the one thing the Supreme Court cannot silence, the one thing Satan cannot silence, the one thing your enemy and your circumstances do, does not have to control, and that's your worship. Your worship. So that the ends of the earth will worship Him. Can I give us a, an insight? If, if the devil knows that we're going to complain and moan and get discouraged, every time he gives us a, a, a slug in the face, and he knows every time he can just mess up our plans, he can just he can disturb something, and we're going to shut down, complain, get discouraged. Guess what the enemy's going to keep doing? He's going to keep messing with you. He's going to keep messing with you. But if, if every time he messes with us, it makes us worship him, God. <laughs> if every time the devil tries to pull something to us, if every time the devil kicks you in the shin, messes your dreams, messes with your life, messes with you, it ends up you being an instrument of praise. Guess what he's going to do to shut you up? He's going to quit messing with you. He's going to quit messing with us. And God is saying praise unlocks not only his blessing. Praise has the ability to connect us to a purpose so that we can cause the world to fear the Lord. When you go to work tomorrow, don't get in the, the complaint committee. Every, every job has one. Do you know that? I always say, every job has a complaint committee and they have a divorce committee. You know that? Every job, there is one. There's always the divorce committee. And if you're, you're down on your luck, you don't like your marriage, go to them. And can, what, their solution to everything is divorce. Yeah, get out of that. Why? I, I, I'm in my third divorce and I'm happier than I've ever been. I mean, that's, they, they, they just kind of, they'll tell you the solution. The, 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 they've got lawyers' names they'll give you. they got tactics. they they they, they've got it all figured out. And I tell you, it'll just, it'll drag you down. And the negative, the, the, the despair, the criticism, the, the hate, the anger, the rage, it, it's there. But God calls us out of that. And, and he's saying, don't put on a, a, a false positive. Put on the garment of praise. Put on the garment of praise. And turn everything in your life around. Praise changes things. We've always heard prayer changes things, but praise changes me. <laughs> praise changes me. It changes me. Yes. So, whatever or whomever is on your nerves, okay? Whatever or whomever is under your skin, I'm going to invite you. I'm going to invite you to worship God. Not for it, but in it. Not for it, but in spite of it. Not for it, but saying regardless of how it is. The enemy circumstances, conditions are not going to rob my praise. I will be a worshiper. And could it be? Could it be if we commit ourselves to be worshipers, God could give each one of us our own personal verse number one. God could give you a song. God could give you a word that you could pronounce and speak 
and declare the goodness of the Lord. I just believe for every one of us, there's a personal verse number one. God is saying, you need to write in your own heart. Don't just sing a song. Be, let it be a psalm, a psalm unto the Lord. So would you join me right now? Would you stand? Put your Bible down in your Bible app. For a few moments, I want you to kind of put out what has to happen tomorrow. This is November 1. This is going on, and I didn't get everything done in October that I needed to get, and all that's going on. Can I tell you, right now, just for a few for a few moments, let's just worship God. Would you do that? Would you get out of the complaint mode? Would you, would you get out of the discouraged mode? Would you get out of the hopeless mode and begin to declare the goodness of the Lord verbally? Verbally, I'm going to ask you to do it. I'm going to ask the guys, guys, would you join me and let's lead this room. Fellas, let's lead this room. Let it be our praise that invites everybody else to join us and worship the Lord. So from side to side, everyone, voice, join me, men, right now. Let's be worshipers. Father, I love you. Father, I love you. I declare your glory, Lord. We declare your goodness. Oh, God, that you would bless us and cause your face to shine upon us in circumstances, in conditions. Some of them are unfavorable, but circumstances will not control our worship. Circumstances will not steal our song. I pray, God, give your people a verse number one, a personal word, a personal expression of worship from the depth of their heart, from their spirit unto the Lord. We'll worship God. We'll praise you, Lord. And out of our life of praise, God, would you assign the blessing of the Lord. Would people begin to see your faithfulness and your goodness. God, would they begin to see all that you can do and would do. Lord, to step out, God, of just the dark clouds, the dark shadows of our present circumstances into the light, your light. May your face shine upon us. We love you, Lord. We love you. We will not complain. We will not buy into the negative. We'll declare the glory of the Lord so that, so that the ends of the earth would fear the Lord. There is somebody that we work with. There is somebody in our circle of friendship. They need to see the Lord. They need to see God magnified. And we could be that instrument of praise. I ask that, Lord. I declare that, Lord. I pray that, Lord. Let our worship be pure and genuine before the Lord. Before the Lord. For His glory. For His glory. For the glory of the Lord. For the glory of the Lord. Let it be God. Let it be God. God. We bless you, mighty Lord. We bless you, mighty God. Holy Spirit, Lord, teach us to worship. Oh, God, unshackle your people, we pray. Oh, God, unshackle your people, we pray. In Jesus' name. Let it be God, let it be God, let it be Lord, 
I will worship you, Lord. I will worship you, God. I will worship you, Lord. I will worship you, Lord. I will worship you, Lord. We will worship God. We'll worship in your presence, Lord. We will worship in your presence, Lord. We will worship in your presence, God. God, connect us to purpose, Lord. Connect us to purpose. Others, people, people in this house, they, 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 haven't, they haven't experienced the Jehovah Jireh, God that provides, because the, the extremity of the need is overwhelmed. But God, if they'll be a praiser, if they will worship you, Lord, you promise then, then their harvest will come forth and there will be plenty. Oh God, I pray that. Put that word in somebody's spirit. Become a worshiper and God will open. God will open windows for them. If they'll open their heart to you, Lord, you'll open heaven to them. I thank you for that. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh God, we love you. Oh God, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Worship the Lord. We worship the Lord. Isn't it good to just say, God, I'm going to worship you? Not based upon how things look or feel, but based upon your goodness. Thank you for being with us this evening in service. Now as you walk out, as you walk out, don't, don't get on Westover from the time you get down to Calabria. Start griping about tomorrow, okay? The, don't, the, don't, don't, go, don't go to the, the, the McDonald's or the whatever and your french fries are cold and lose your glory over that, okay? Stay sweet in your spirit. Be a person of praise. God bless you. You're dismissed.